Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a good day. Good day to be in church, isn't it? Oh, the Lord is good. Amen. Amen. I know what you guys are saying. You're sure he's good looking? Does he have anything to say? Well, you know, if you're good looking, you're halfway there already, right? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord's going to help us today, amen? He's going to show us good things. He always, always shows up at Faith Life Church on Sunday morning. Actually, I think He just stays here all the time. Then when y'all come in, there's more. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's hook faith together. Father God, we do pray over the Word today. Lord, help us to see it the way you would have us to see it, to 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 receive it in the same capacity that it was given, in that love that it was given from you, Lord. And we ask that you help us to know exactly everything that we would need to know today from this message, Lord, that the Word that comes out would be your Word, not ideas and opinions, but your very Word. And we receive it in, such a, in that manner. We open up our hearts today, and every Word that we take in today, we purpose to be doers of that Word and to help others in, in every capacity that you teach us. And we thank you for it. Thank you for loving us. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, you know, I know for a fact that Matt did not know I was preaching today because I didn't know I was preaching today. And, 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 he, and he sang two songs that are right with my message on loving the Lord with all your heart. But we're going to start in Isaiah 55. Um, you were looking at the children's project. I know Rick didn't, he probably didn't know as much about it, but uh, it's ongoing. So if you saw the holes in the roof there in the ceiling, that's Rob's fault. <laughs> Told him to fix it back and he didn't. So uh, that's his fault. But no, uh, they we're moving right along on that project. Going to add several thousand square feet uh, to where we can have the children in this area. It's going to be a blessing. Amen. And it'll be excellent. It'll be an excellent facility in order to do things the best way to get the word to the children, and which is going forth right now, but it'll even be better than that. Amen? And then we'll be better us after that. So glory to God. What did I say? Isaiah 55? Isaiah 55, verse 8. Everybody knows this, but let's see if there's more in it today. Amen? How many believe there's more in the Word this, this time you looked at it than there was last time? The, the Word of God is living and active. I was sitting there the, two weeks ago on a Friday night when Brother Moore was preaching, and he said something, and I said, Lord, there's 15 more things in what he just said than what I see. And he said, not only that, there's 15 more things in the 15 more things that you just saw, and there's 15 more things on those 15 more things. He said, my Word never ends. It has no end. It is eternal. And it, it is infinitely wise. Amen? Amen. So uh, we're believing God today. We're going to see more than we've ever seen before. That's like Dr. Seuss, wasn't it? We're going to see more than we've ever seen before. Glory to God. My thoughts are not your thoughts. How many, how many have experienced that your thoughts are not God's thoughts? You know, my thoughts are easy and mediocre for the most part. Huh? You guys aren't like that, right? Like when you see a situation, you don't look at it and see now, what's the easiest way I could get that done? 
See, God never thinks of it that way. He's not looking for the easiest way for you to get anything done. Right? People say, really? God's not? No. God's looking for the best way. Best way. You guys ever have these GPS where they say fastest route and then they give you another option? Well, God's beyond those options. Right? He'll go beyond the fastest route and He'll go beyond the most direct route. He'll take you around the world to get you to where you're going so you can hit every spot on the way there. Amen? Because, because He's not looking for the easy way. He's looking for the best way. Amen? Because so many times where we're going, there's, there's stops along the way. In fact, there's almost always there are stops along the way that we're to get to. But, but getting to those, the, that, those you, you can't be thinking mediocre and expect excellence. Amen? You know, the other day, we, we, had, a, we had something that we did at the church, uh, and uh, it, it went really well. The Lord helped us tremendously. Uh, but it, but it, it is a lot uh, to do. And I was talking to Brother Moore about it, and he said, that's why most people don't go this far with these things, because it takes effort, it takes work to be excellent. Amen? How many know that God's thoughts are excellent thoughts? Right? They're not just excellent because He thought them. They're excellent because the action in doing them will cause excellence. Amen? And, and so His thoughts are excellent. His ways are right. His ways... When, when you go His way and do it His way, you're doing it the right way. Amen? And, and see everybody wouldn't do it that way, right? You know, like if you're working out like I do, you know, and say you're going to do an eight rep and you get tired at seven, put her on the rack. Seven's good enough. Do you know if God says do eight, then you do eight. Why? Because eight's the right way to do it. And He's not telling you to do eight because He just wants to see you do eight. Eight is the number that's going to get you to the next place to go to the next place. He's, he's training us for victory all the time. We already have victory through Christ Jesus. Amen? But you have to have the ability to, to, to take it. Like, what if you had an egg holder that held 12 eggs and you had 16 eggs to get? You'd, you'd need a bigger holder. That's right. So God's always training us to have a bigger holder. Amen? He's always training us for the overflow, for the next thing. He's training us to be, be well beyond average. The, the title of my message today is Unaverage. Yeah, that's not a word, but it is now. Unaverage. We are unaverage. We are way... And, and you know, people say, oh, yeah, you're above average. No, we're not above average. We're way above, above average. Average doesn't even fall into our category. As a Christian, excellence is always our goal, and it's always an attainable goal. Why? Because we can do all things, and, and all things are possible. So if all things are possible, and you're trying to attain that goal, then nothing is impossible to you. Amen? Amen? But if you're trying to attain reachable goals, you'll always get there. <laughs> right? But God's goals don't seem attainable. That's why it takes him the faith that will do the impossible to do them. He doesn't ask people to do things that they can always do. That's why He trains you to, to be more than you can be. And mediocre will never be good enough for us. Amen? You guys not going to like this? It's going to be good, I promise. 
It's going to be good. Because think about what he's taught us just in this church, since the beginning of this church. The excellence in every area. The, more, the Moors were taught, and they brought this into us through the Spirit of God in excellence. And excellence is not a way of doing things. It's a heart of doing things. Yeah. Amen. Amen? You know, so many people are doing their duty when they should be doing their desire. Right? It should be our desire to be excellent, not our duty to be excellent. Amen? Amen? That's why his... <laughs> see how quiet it got? Because that's why his thoughts are so much higher than ours. His ways are so much higher than ours. Because we don't do things out of duty. We do things out of desire. When you do them out of duty, you make them mediocre. Because you put no heart in them. Amen? If, if you give... Because you're, you have to? That's really not giving now, is it? Well, you know, the Lord says we've got to give our tithes. No, it doesn't. He asks you to bring the tithes into the storehouse so that He could show you His goodness. Amen? He's asking you to open a door so He can come in. Glory to God. That's way different than having to pay. We don't pay tithes. We bring them to the Lord. Amen? We don't give because we want somebody to give to us. We give because we love the Lord. Our desire, that's your heart. When it says love the Lord with all your heart, what's he saying? Desire Him first. Desire Him foremost. Put Him first in everything you do. When you think of something, you first think His way. Amen? The other day I was dealing with a situation and I was looking at uh, uh, helping some people uh, with a... I'm not even going to say what it was because we don't need to know all that. But I was sitting there in the, in the middle of this meeting and all of a sudden God said, do it this way. And I said, well, that's no help to these people. And He said, I didn't, I'm not bringing this guy here to help these people. I'm bringing him here for, to, for them to help him. And see, I had it totally backwards. See, if we only look at the situation from our point of view, we'll miss it. We'll miss it. Because His ways are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Amen? And, and, and mediocre is never in His thoughts. Average. He, you know, I was a horrible student. You know why? Not because I couldn't do the work. Because I was lazy. Hey, I was the king of mediocre people. I, I did nothing and got C's. I did nothing. I, I would put my books... Are there kids in here? Kids, do not listen nor do this. It is not a suggested method, method of learning. You will have to go back and relearn everything you didn't if you do it this way. I would take my books at the first of the year, find my locker, put them in there, lock it up, and have to go get that combination at the end of the year because I never touched them again. Because I knew I could get C's without trying. So many times Christians, they only go as far as they have to go to look okay. When God's saying, if you'll just step out a little further, if you'll just grab on a little tighter, if you'll just give me your whole heart... I can do so much more. I can take you so much further. I can reach so many more people. And, and we're, but we're just okay. We're, we came to church Sunday. What more do you want? 
Good land. We came to prayer twice on a Wednesday this last month, two times. It was a Wednesday night. I had to work all day, and then I came to prayer. How many know that's not what it's about? That's duty, not desire. And you know how much value your prayer had that day as you did your duty? As good as it made your heart feel, I guess. Because that's all, that's all, that was all it gets right there. Amen? <laughs> okay, we'll move on a little bit. Let's go to, let's go to the love of the Lord. Let's go to the love of the Lord your God. Maybe you'll like that better. Mark 12. Mark 12. There's, we have a victorious life planned for us, but we have a, in, in the world we're taught a mediocre mindset. And so to achieve a victorious life, you have to have a victorious attitude. Amen? That's why we need to stay in the Word of God. Why? Because it, it brings us up to a level to receive the victorious life. We're, we're not able to receive it in what we have. God puts it all in there, but you've got to grab hold of it. Amen? People say, oh, that's all given by grace. Yes, it is, and by faith you'll receive it. Woo! Yeah, I can tell you several messages you can go to by Brother Moore that with the Word uh, that, that confirm that truth. Amen? All, all the things that God has for us are free and, and without price, but, but, our, but us receiving them is a must. There, there, are, there are Christians sitting in churches all over America today that have not received one ounce of what God really wants them to have. Amen? Not, not that they, they, they've got. It's like having a big box, a big present in your living room, and 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 not ever opening, just seeing how pretty the ribbons are all day long. Boy, isn't that a pretty God gave it to me? What's in it? Oh, I don't know that. He gave it to me though. Yeah, I'd have to open it to do that. That'd take effort. How many know the things of God take effort? Excellence takes effort, right? You know why I can't run two miles? <laughs> because I've made no effort to train to run two miles. And I don't have it in my heart to run two miles. And I'm not thinking to run two miles. And my flesh doesn't want to run two miles. Do you know why Christians aren't serving God? Because they don't have it in their heart to serve God. They don't have it in their head to serve God. They don't have it in their thought life to serve God. They only have it in their thought for God to serve them. Gimme, gimme. What can I get? Is that what it says in, in Luke? Give and it shall be given unto you. Or give so that it can, shall be given unto you. No, it says give and it shall be given. But the key to that is give. Giving takes a person whose heart is towards the Lord. They gave for a specific purpose because God told them to bless somebody or to, to support this, this ministry or to do something. They didn't give so that they could get the end of the verse. They gave because they love the Lord and they'll get the end of the verse. Prosperity is an automatic if you first put it in your heart. It will automatically never come if you only keep it in your head. Why? Because 
Prosperity is a heart product. It's not a head product. It, can't, it cannot produce out of your head. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The things of God cannot produce out of your mind. They cannot, you ha, God has to first have your heart. What's the first thing he says in that, in that verse right there? Let's go back to Mark 12, 30. What, what's the first and greatest commandment they ask? Amen. And, the, and he said, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all their heart. God is a God of order. So I believe he put this in the exact order that the verse needed to be read. Because without your heart, you'll never give him these other things. If he doesn't have your heart, he's not getting your thought life. He's not getting your decision making. And he for sure is not getting your actions. Amen? Think about this. Excellence in this verse starts like this. Excellence begins with a desire. Right? That's your heart. It is a decision. Huh? That's your soul. Right? Then, it, then, then, then how you think, what, you, what your thoughts are, right? And then your actions, right? All those things. If he has all of your heart, then you begin, can begin to give him all of your decisions. And you'll begin to give him all of your thought life. And then you will give him all of your actions. Amen? And your actions will now match up with your heart. Why? Because you filled in the middle with your thought life and your decisions. Amen? Because now your decisions are made by your heart. And your heart is full of the love of love for God. Amen? And people who love God read His Word and they know His desires and they listen to Him and they begin to hear His thoughts and His ways. And they say, well, that's way different. And He, he say, how much do you want to give today, honey? And they say, I'm thinking 200. And, she, and, and God says, I'm taking 2,000. And then, and then your soul has to say, I decide God's right. Huh? Or your soul can say, you know, that 200 sounded pretty good. And it's going to say both because you've got to make it say what you want it to say and you've got to want it to say what God just said. Amen? Because your flesh is always going to want the easy way. And see, the problem with that is the easy way takes us places that are temporary, that, that, that they're band-aids that never fix anything. Man's ways, the reason God's ways are so much higher than man's is because God's ways are eternal. When, when He fixes something, He fixes it forever. You know how long He saved you for? Ever. Glory to God. And He saved you forever before you got here. So He goes as far backwards as He does forwards. Glory to God, all the way. All the way. He reached back to the furthest sin, grabbed hold of it, and wiped it away. Reached forward beyond what you could ever mess up. And fixed it. And glory to God. Our part, receive it. Walk in it. And then, then you learn a little more and you say, oh, I'll take that too. And you learn a little more. But you know what you have to do to learn a little more? Exercise in the Word. You have to train. You have to be built up and you have to have a spirit of excellence within you to desire the goodness of God in your life. Because we're settlers. We'll settle. Well, I'm doing pretty good. You know, you, you, talk, you go to people all, all the time. You say, oh, how are you doing? They go, oh, we're making it. God never planned for you to be, oh, I'm making it. He's not a, oh, we're making it God. He's a, 
he's a victorious, abundant, overflowing, too many, everything God. And if we're willing to settle for making it, the devil is so happy with that. Why? It's mediocre. It, it makes our God look smaller than He is, and He's so much bigger than that. He's so much larger than what we've allowed Him to be. Amen? As, as much as we've done, as much as God showed us, as much as He's blessed Faith Life Church, there's so much more. There's so much more. Think of the Word that's coming out right now that Brother Morse did. Just the two series that he's teaching on. They're amazing. Yes. And God said, you guys can have this. He put it here in this church in Sarasota and over the... And He said, you guys are ready for this. You know what that means? We've enlarged. Glory to God. That means we've, ta- we've, put it, we've got ourselves to the next level to get something more of what He had. And when we get a hold of that, if we'll raise ourselves up again and think His thoughts and see His ways and do it the way He says, He'll bring us up another level. Amen? But we have to be prepared for excellence. Amen? In excellence, I should say. Glory to God. He said, love the Lord your God with how much of your heart? All. 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 You, know, you could ask a thousand Christians that question. They'd say, oh yeah, we love Him with all our heart. But, but if you check their life, you'll find out what they love with all their heart. Right? Like, for me, you know, I'd say, well, I remember when I first started, and, and see, that way you, you guys can learn from off my mistakes, not yours. Thank you. Amen? Thank you. For me, you know, God would say, well, you know, Dave, I th- really think you ought to fast. In fact, is he didn't say, I think you ought to fast. He said, fast for a week. And I'm like, Oh, a day? Did I hear you say a day, God? <laughs> did, you, did you say fast TV for one night? Why? Because God doesn't ask me to do something that doesn't take effort on my part. Fasting stinks to me. In my flesh. Sorry, I didn't want to say that wrong. In my flesh, that is not a good idea. Why? Because I have a, a great desire for food. Trying to say that right. I don't love food, but I do like it a lot. I enjoy it. We plan vacations around restaurants, not theme parks. Huh? Yeah, they can say Disneyland's you know, right here, and I'll say, what about that home cooking over there? That's where we're going. Huh? What, the biggest steak in Texas? Next stop. Huh? What, am I do- what am I doing? I'm fighting between desires. Do I desire to do God, to do God's will, and, and do I desire the things in the kingdom of God and to see what He can do if I'll not do my duty, but with all my heart desire to do, to do what He's asked me to do? If He says fast for a week, then I say, you know what? That's the thing to do. And then no longer, I'm not going to do it out of duty. I'm not, people that do it out of duty, they go, I'm fasting. Oh, don't show me that food because I'm fasting. If I seem a little cranky, you know why? It's I'm fasting. <laughs> you want to know if I've had any little Debbie's today? No, I'm fasting. <laughs> but if I'm doing out of desire, 
I don't even talk about fasting. You know why? Because that's between me and the Lord. And, and I'm believing Him that He's going to show me something greater than I've ever known. And I'm going to go beyond the average and I'm going to become unaverage. I'm going to become less than me. I'm not going to be mediocre. I'm going to be excellent. Right? Why? Because I love the Lord enough to trust Him. Amen? I trust Him. And I know that if He told me to do something, He's got a plan. Amen? He's got a thought. He's got a thought. God's got a thought. If God tells you to do something, He's got a thought. You know, He never just tells you to do something just because He wants to see if you'll do it. Yeah, Him and the angels aren't sitting up there saying, let's see if they'll do it. Watch this, watch this. Huh? No! No! There's no joke! You know, you know, I'd have thought it was a joke when He said, Dave, fast for a week. But no, it's not a joke. He's trying to get something to me and through me. Amen? Because if He can get it to you, He can get it through you. And that's what He's trying to do. He's trying to get something in you so He can get it to someone else. That's how He gets, that's how he gets those 15 things off those 15 things off those 15 things to other people. He uses us. Amen? And so to love the Lord your God is to first get your desire lined up with His desire. Your heart is His heart. Amen? If He says it, that's all there is. It don't matter how much your flesh don't like it. Why? Because your desire is now His desire, so your flesh isn't going to get a choice. Amen? Your flesh gets no choice in the matter. You now love the Lord your God with all your heart. And then He says, with all your soul. So now that you love Him with all your soul, you have the ability to love Him or with all your heart. You have the ability to love Him with all your soul. If he doesn't have your heart, he surely ain't getting hold of your flesh. Amen. <laughs> if, he, if you don't know his desires, you surely aren't giving up yours. Amen. Because <laughs> your soul is what you desire. It's what I want. It's the gimme, gimme. All right? And you walk in the cabinet and you say, granola bar, Swiss roll. Swiss roll. Your soul won. Amen. <laughs> Your soul just won, and little Debbie's your pal. Amen? But if you walk in, and the Lord has dealt with you, that you're eating too many Swiss rolls. Talking about me, guys. We don't even keep them in the cabinet anymore. Till tomorrow. You say, you know what, I'm going to do this right now. Because this will be better for me. Because this is what I feel in my heart that God would have me do. I'm going to drink the water instead of the Mountain Dew. Whew. I thought this message was for you guys, but it is for me. I'm going to eat the salad before the pizza. I'm going to eat the pizza, but I'm going to eat the salad before. My soul's desire if he has my heart, will begin to line up every time and, and, and I will make that decision to do what he wants more than what I want, knowing that he has a better plan. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are, are better than my thoughts. Amen? i got to trust that verse, no matter because if I don't, I'm going to do it my way all the time. In my way, mediocre. Amen? Mediocre. I'll do, I'll do seven reps all day long, right, when I'm supposed to do eight. I'll run three-quarters of a mile and call it nine-tenths. 
They'll say, what'd you run today? I'll say, oh, it's almost a mile. <laughs> say, well, how, how far is that? A tenth. <laughs> it's only nine tenths short. Huh? <laughs> your soul is going to be hard to control if God doesn't have your heart. You can see that by the world. The world is out of control. Right? And, and they want to have self-control. Right? I need self-control with God's help. Right? God does tell us to be self-controlled. But He gives us the Holy Ghost to control ourselves. Amen? And so it, it's a little easier that way. And we can't... You know, if somebody says, I just can't control myself. No, then, then you don't have the Holy Ghost. Because God said you can. And so we can. And if our, if our decisions will line up with our desires then we'll quit making some of the bad decisions that we've been making in the past because God has all our heart. Now He has all our soul. Amen? And then He says, I want all your mind. In other words, quit thinking like you think. Amen? You think, you, we think small. We think so small. We, we, hear, we, hear something, we hear something like somebody got cured of a disease and we think, man, and, and God said, I've already cured them all. But see, we can, we can barely take in that He cured the one. Right. What's He saying? I, I, want, I want your thoughts. Yeah. I want to think through you. I want to give you the thoughts rather than you thinking them. Amen? You know, people say, oh, I, just, I can't stop these thoughts. I can't stop these thoughts. Sure, i got a good way to stop them. Take on God's thoughts. Yeah. Amen? I remember when our business, and I know I've told this story before, but it fits in here, so it's going to work good again. I remember when our business, back when I was in the business world, and it was doing horrible. And you know what I did? I thought about it day and night. Day and night I thought about how horrible the business was doing. And, and I was trying to think how I was going to fix it. Right? And you know what? I thought of, several, I thought of seven years' worth of fixes. I fixed it for seven years, kept it going. And it was a miserable, awful seven years while I was believing for prosperity Right, not knowing that I couldn't have prosperity because God didn't have my heart to put it in there. Amen. God only had part of my heart, and it was the part that would go to church on Sunday. Amen. And so, if He only had part of my thoughts, He definitely only got an ounce of my decisions, and He got almost zero of my thoughts. Amen. He didn't have my mind; I had my mind. And I was trying to think of any way I could to get to the next emergency. If I could just get out of this emergency, I could get to the next emergency. And then I'll think about that emergency once I get to it. And that, that's what mediocre does. It only fixes it long enough to get to the next mediocrity. Woo! That Professor Dave. Mediocrity. Huh? Not even in the notes. Just don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> but that's, that's what the flesh life does. When, when God doesn't have all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, then you're on your own. And, you're, and all you're doing is going from problem to problem to problem. When, when you're with God, you're going through problem, over problem, around problem, overcoming problem, and you're not even noticing it. You notice Paul never spent a bunch of time preaching about how bad it was? Paul, he, he didn't. 
And the dude got shipwrecked, beat, killed, whipped. And he kept talking about how good God was. Huh? How, how, how people could come to know Christ. I'm preaching his gospel. Glory to God. But man, as, as, as finally God one day said, uh, actually Kim came to me and said, my boss is starting a Bible study. And my mind said, uh-uh. Actually, my flesh said, uh-uh. My mind said, well, we can't really afford not to hurt for her to have a job. Right. You know, since mine's not going so well, we don't want her not to have one too. So my, my flesh said no, my mind said better, we were at Bible study. Amen? Next thing I know, all this word starts coming out of Dave. I'm like, oh, where's that coming from? What? I finally got in the right place for a minute where God could use me. Didn't get there the right way necessarily, had, had, to, had to be pushed. Thank God, He'll push you every now and then. How many know God will take you right out of your comfort zone and find and you'll find yourself way more comfortable than you ever were in your comfort zone. Amen. He's a good God, and man, I, all this word starts coming out of me, and I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying Bible study on a Tuesday night. I'm like, wait, it's Tuesday night. What are you going to do? Take Mondays next when football's on? Yes, he did. Why? Because his ways are higher than my ways. He knew who could come on a Monday night. Man, next thing I know, we had Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. We had Bible studies. And you know what I was doing all that time? Thinking about what more I could do for the kingdom. Thinking about what we would study this week. Thinking God thoughts. And all of a sudden, those thoughts about the business and how bad... I'm not even thinking those anymore. Why? Because I'm thinking God thoughts. You want to get rid of the bad thoughts? Think another thought. I'm thinking God thoughts. He now has all my mind. Glory to God. And then one day he says, you you know what? You're doing the Bible studies. It's good action. I want you to teach inner city youth. Inner inner, inner city children. Inner city children, actually. Uh Youth, I probably would have said, ah, that's okay. Children, I said, "Hmm, no. (laughs) Now, God, I'm sure you've missed it this time. Inner city children. Now, now, see, I do Bible studies. God, remember you told me to do I, He said, no, you do inner city children. Like 3 to 12. And you know what I said? Okay. I'll do it. Why? Because he had my heart. He had my soul. And he was giving me my thoughts. And so when he said it, even though my soul didn't like it, it knew that... My heart's desire was right to serve God in whatever capacity God said. If God tells you to get on a team in Faith Life Church, get on a team. Amen? Amen? If God tells you to do something, do it. He's not doing it just for who... You know what? I learned more from those kids than they ever learned from me. Why? He's taken me somewhere. He's getting... You know what? I'm here today because of the path I took. There was only one path for me to get here. And that was it. Thank God that I gave him my heart one day. You know, you people, people say, oh, I gave my heart to Jesus today. Did you? Did you? Seems to me like most people get salvation and then give their heart to Jesus years later. <laughs> 
Now, I don't know how to put that another way, but doesn't that seem true? I, had, I was going to heaven way before I was serving God. But I was not experiencing any of the victory that He so desired for me to have here. Glory to God. Man, the victory is so much better. And that's what He's doing for us now with the Word. He's, he's taking us to a whole other level of victory. You're already in victory. People say, oh, if this is victory, I need something else. You're going to get something else if you'll take hold of the victory you got now. Amen? We are victorious. We, it's not a question of whether we'll win. It's when you'll win. You've already won. The question is, when you, will you receive your victory? Right? And after you receive the victory in that area, God's going to take you to another level so you can receive victory in that area. Amen. And, and Because why? He's already acquired it all for us through Jesus Christ. So it's not a question of will we win. We do win. We, no, wait, let me rephrase that. We have won. Amen? Glory to God. All your soul, all your mind, and now I want you to do something. I said, go, go work with those inner city kids. Now you're taking my Saturday. So there's college football on Saturday. Go, Lord, and the baseball, and I swim. Usually I just I, I get in my pool, float around in circles for hours and hours. And, 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 and he'd say, well, now who would you be helping there? Huh? Now don't get me wrong. I've got some great revelations floating around in my pool for hours and hours. It's very relaxing and do it all you can. But don't tell God you can't do something else besides swim circles in your pool or float circles, not swim. <laughs> the pump moves me in the circle. I don't even have to do anything. All I got to do is lay there. I don't want to say that I can be mediocre with the best of them, but I can plan mediocrity. Huh? I can plan to do the least you can do and get away with it. Why? Because our flesh is that way. But God never plans for us to do the least we can do. His plans are great. He has such great plans. He said, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. These are His thoughts. These are His thoughts. And to prosper you, He's got to take you out of your comfort zone and put you where He wants you because that's where you're going to prosper. Because first you're going to prosper in people. First you're going to prosper in peace. First you're going to prosper in the things of God before you ever see a dime because money's not prosperity. You could have zero money and be very prosperous. But you won't be zero very long if you're truly prosperous. Because it is a byproduct of prosperity. Amen? But it is a, as Brother Copeland says, it's a horrible God. Money is not a good God. Amen. So now He wants your strength. He wants you to begin to do the things He says to do. So He's got your desires. He's got your decisions. He's now got your thoughts. And now He's got your actions. Glory to God. And when we get all these right, we become excellent. Amen? But, but we have to exercise and train ourselves to get to these places. You're not just going to get to these places. You know, you're not, it's like Paul, he said, I become weak to the weak, and your flesh is going, I don't want to become weak. I want to go and tell them what I know. And Paul said, you can't go tell them what you know and expect them to listen to you. Right? 
How do you become weak to the weak then? You, you go and, and get to their town. You eat what they eat. Right? Hopefully it's not a vegetarian town. <laughs> you, you, you go to their town, you become one with them. You don't tell them, well, you've got to come up here with me. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm Paul, after all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Paul, and you should come you know, up to my level if you want to receive what I got. He went down to their level and got them and brought them up. Yeah. Amen? And see, that's how God thinks. He's thinking, how can I get you down there to get them to bring them up? Amen? And, and, and so he's, he's got your actions now. Well, just go to that verse. That's probably a good place to go. You know, our, our actions, as you're going there, I'll read some other stuff. Um, uh, where is that? Uh, it's in my notes. Good land, I don't know where at in my notes, though. Whew, so far off those. Wow. Yeah, let's go. 1 Corinthians 9, 22. And while you're going there, I'll, we'll look at some other things. Think about this, how, how we do something with the heart in which we do it, with the, it'll, it'll define the action. The heart in which Cain brought his offering defined the action that he did. Right? Because his, 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 uh, Cain's offering was unacceptable. Why? It wasn't excellent. Yeah. Why? Because God didn't have his heart. Yeah. God didn't have his heart. He, he had the heart of Abel. Right? And, it, and this wasn't a competition. They both could have been excellent. Amen? They both could have brought their best. We're not in competition with each other. We are in victory together. Amen? But we're not just participants, unwilling participants. You know, there are, there are Christians in church today, and you would, you would call them unwilling participants. Well, I don't really want to go to church, but you got to, right? Right? You got to go to church. <laughs> So, you know, I'm going to go and sit as far from the preacher as I can. I'm going to see which door he goes to after I leave to make sure I don't go by. <laughs> right? And then I'm going to get home as fast as possible because football do start at noon. <laughs> huh? But I will be able to relax in ease in my easy chair because I did my duty. And see, that's what Cain was doing. He was doing his duty. Duty has no heart. No heart. If he'd have been doing it with his heart, he would have been bringing an excellent gift. Why? Because he would have been in faith. He'd have been believing to get the right thing in the right place at the right time. See, when we're in faith, we become excellent because we're we're believing God's, okay, God, I know that this next step is going to be the right place and and you're you're leading me in everything I do and and I'm I'm expecting something great to happen everywhere I go. When you're in the restaurant, you're expecting to to talk to somebody about salvation. You're you're believing that somebody's going to need something while you're there. You're, You're nowhere by accident when you're in faith. Amen? You're nowhere by accident. You didn't just decide to be there. Why? Because he has your mind. When he's got all your mind, you, it, you people say, ah, it's just where I decided to go. Was it? God's got all your mind. Maybe it's just where he decided for you to go. Amen? We, we were in a restaurant not too long ago, and, and uh, I left a, a big tip and, and be, just because I like to do that. Why do I like to do that? Because it's his thoughts. Right? I didn't used to like to do that. Right? I like to do a lot of things I didn't used to like to do. Why? Because it's God's thoughts now. And man, is it more fun to do things his way. Right? And so I'd left a big tip. 
and and then I just walked away. I don't I don't you know a lot of people they got to hand their waitress a tip because they're afraid they they say they're afraid that somebody's gonna steal it off the table. You know what? Is it that or you just want to know that she gave that? I don't know. I'm not judging. <laughs> so I just leave. I give it and leave as fast as I can because I don't necessarily need. It's not for me. It's from the Lord. Amen. Anyway, later on we found out that she was $100 short on her rent. And that's exactly how much I left her. Amen? God's going to use you wherever you're at. And glory to God, He's got my mind now that, so that I can hear from Him and I, and, I, and I don't just think, well, that can't be God. He wouldn't have me leave $100 on a $40 bill. Doggone right He would. He'd have you leave $500 if it, if it, got, to, if it got what you're supposed to do. Amen. Huh? Amen. Why? It's God thinking. It's a different way of thinking. Glory to God. We can bring a more excellent offering when He has our mind, when He has our heart, when He has our soul, when He has us. He wants all of you. God's not asking for much. He wants all. Huh? And you know, when I gave Him all, I can honestly say He didn't get much. But He took what I gave Him. And He keeps making it bigger and bigger and taking it further. It's just like those loaves and fishes. I'm one of them loaves and fishes. He takes me and He, and he puts me over here. And I, and I, and I said, well, I can't do all this. And He said, sure, you can. Watch. And the next thing, you're doing it. Why? Because He's dividing you in the right places. Taking you the right ways. You're not wasting time with your own thoughts. You're staying within His. Amen? You're not mediocre anymore. You're unaverage. Huh? You're excellent. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Where did I tell you guys to turn? 1 Corinthians, yeah. Well, we're doing good on time, too, aren't we? Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 9. I said I had it too, right? Yeah. 9 and 22. Well, there's some good notes we're going to miss, sure. God thoughts. God thoughts. He said, Paul said, to the weak, I become weak because I should. Is that what he said, because I should? No, it wasn't because he should. It's because that's what God said. It was the right way to do it. Paul wasn't, Paul wasn't being led by Paul. Most certainly, he would not have went to Jerusalem the day they said he was going to get beat up had he been being led by Paul. Right? He wasn't being led by Paul. He was being led by the Spirit of God. And because he was being led by the Spirit of God, he could be, become weak to the weak. He said, he said I, to win the weak. Why did he do it? He had one purpose in mind, so that I can win the weak. He said, wherever I go, I'm going to become whatever I need to become to win that person to Christ. To win them to the goodness of God. To let them know just how good my God is. To give them an opportunity to know Jesus. Glory to God. If you walk around with just that desire, that's, that's God's heart right there. He sent Jesus. That was His heart. And He gave Him to you so that you could send Him other places. Why? It's His heart. He wants everybody to know that He's good. He's tired of people thinking wrong about Him. He's tired of people hearing bad things about Him. Untruths. Those are lies, by the way. They're untruths to me. It's a new word. Untruth. 
I like it. Amen? Paul said, I become, I, I, to the weak I become weak, to win the weak I have become all things to all men, so I can say I did. No, that's not what it, why? Why? He, he didn't say that. He wasn't looking for credit. God, God's not looking for credit. He's looking for people. Yeah. Amen? You're, you're, not, you're not a notch on God's post. You are the apple of His eye. You are a rare and precious treasure. He is after you. Amen? If you don't know God today, you're not here by accident. He's after you. Amen. Yeah. You ain't chasing Him. He's chasing you. Yeah. Glory to God. And you're in the right place to have one more opportunity to find Him. Amen. All you have to do is like, look, because He's chasing you. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. He said, I become all things. So he didn't say so that I, so I can say I did. He said, so that all, by all means possible. And, and if you read that in the Amplified, look at that in the Amplified, verse 22 in the Amplified. He said, to the weak, wanting in discernment, I have become weak. Wanting in discernment. In other words, he became just like him. That I might win the weak or overscrupulous and overscrupulous. I have, in short, become all things to all men that I might by all means, at all cost and in every way. What's, what's he saying? No matter what it takes. This is excellence, guys. No matter what it takes, I'm going to do it God's way. God's will, God's mind, and in the strength He gives me, and we're going to win these people to Christ. We're going to show these people the goodness of God. We're going to honor these people who served God. We're going to do all things exactly the way God says do them, by all means and at all cost. Amen? And in the church, it's, you're the same way. You know, when, God, when God says build a children's facility, remodel the children, you don't go, well, yeah, let's throw up some walls. We're not throwing up walls. We're building a facility where God can use it to the best, to the mo most of the square footage in it to do exactly what He wants to do in each child's life that He already plans to be there. Amen? And so we need an excellent place. We don't just want... People say, oh, I can't believe you're spending all that money on children's rooms. Why not? That's the right way to do it. Yes, I can't believe you're spending all that money to get a plane. You know what? Brother Mark was telling me him and Mike were somewhere and they saw somebody else's plane. I won't say a name. But it was somebody else's plane. It was a really big, nice plane, wasn't it? And, uh, and uh, um, he, t he was telling me about it. And I said, and I bet nobody was complaining about him having it either. I bet he didn't get one nasty letter because he had a plane. And you know what? He used people's money to get that. <laughs> at least, at the very least, God is getting this one. Amen? And it's going to do something for good. It's not just going to carry somebody somewhere just so they can watch something that means nothing in this world. This one's going to have eternal value. It's going to land places where God told it to land. And it's going to do things that God told it to do. And, and it's the heart of God's going to walk out the door and down onto an auditorium step. And the Word of God's going to go forth. And people's lives are going to be changed forever. 
And, and, and these people that are never going to complain about some rich somebody having all this that's never going to make an eternal difference, when they're, done, when they're done with that plane, it's done. And it's never going to make an eternal difference in this world. Why can't we have an eternal international tool? And that ain't in the notes at all. Whew! Glory to God. He said, I do all this for the gospel's sake. Why does he do it? One reason. The Lord. It's the Lord. I do it all because of the gospel. So that I may share in its blessing. What's he sharing in? He's sharing in getting to see people. You know what? The most fun thing about working with those inner city children, I got to see them get saved. I got to see them accept Jesus Christ as Lord of their life. And you know what? That's an eternal value that will never be taken away. Amen? And you know what? They had to go home to some pretty awful places, but at least they had Jesus now. Huh? They weren't all going home. You know, we had kids that had no floors in their house. Say what? No, no, no floors. They had old carpet over dirt with 16 dogs in there. Yeah. What, right here in the Midwest? Yeah, right, right there in Springfield Mo. Amen. <laughs> People say, I wonder why God had you do that. Because that's unselfish. If you're going to think like God, you're never going to think about you. The love of God does never ask, what about me? It always says, what about you? Amen? That's love. That's true love. That, that, that's the love that should drive us. And, and see, if, if, if the love that you have in your heart is from Him, then God has your heart, then your next step is, is to, to decide what He would decide, to think what He would think, and to do what He would do. Huh? It's, it's not hard after that because now you're being led by what can I do for you? How can I, do, how can I make it better for you? How can I make this work for you? What, what can I do for you? Amen? It's selfless. It's selfless. And people say, well, yeah, but I got a lot. See, there it is. I got, I got, I got a lot. I got a lot going on. You know, I got to do this and I got to do that. You ain't got to do nothing if you'll trust the Lord. He'll give you exactly the time. And, you know, I would have never thought that I could have taken the time to do everything I did and have a failing business and make it. But instead, I did everything that God told me to do, and the business succeeded. <laughs> because finally God got me doing what He wanted me to do, got me out of the way. Right? <laughs> if I could just get you out of the way and get you doing what you're supposed to do, then I can prosper your business. Amen? And then, after I prosper it, I'll pull you out of it and put you in the ministry. Now, who would have guessed that? You know, I wanted him to prosper it in the beginning so that I could do fishing on Sunday, right? And for sure wasn't coming to church on Friday night. Excuse me. Friday night church? Whoa. Not this guy. Friday nights are set aside for being mediocre. <laughs> and I'm going to sit in my chair and mediocre out. God had better plans than me, didn't he? Thank God that he got a hold of my heart so that my head and my flesh could be underneath that 
and, and have to do what my heart wanted to do. Yeah. Glory to God. And that's what he's doing with us all. Amen. He said, he said, I do this all for the gospel's sake that I'm a shared blessing. I bet you Paul went to church on Friday night. You reckon? I bet you Paul went to church every time the doors were open. Bet, bet if he passed by a church, he just walked in. Huh? Why? Because he was so indoctrinated with the love of God that he, he didn't have any other thoughts. His life was consumed with the all-consuming fire of God. And every thought he had, that's what we're trying to change too. If you get away from mediocrity, you you begin to think excellent and you begin to think like God. And when you see a situation, you no longer judge it from your own, hot, your own head and your own flesh. You judge it with the love of God. You judge it with, with the goodness of God. You judge it what He says you, tells you to do. You may come up to a situation and, and, God, and these people say, oh, we need $500 tomorrow. And you walk up to them and... and God says, don't give it to them. And you're like, yeah, but God, I got $500. And he said, if you give it to them, it'll hurt them worse than anything that ever happened to them. Christians just don't believe God would say that, do they? They're wrong. God's looking way past your, the day you're, you're in to the day you're going to be. Amen? I thank God that he didn't have a bunch of churches and people help me because I'd still be asking them. I would. I'm mediocre at best. If I'd have figured out that you could call churches and help organizations all day long and get them to give to you, man, I'd have used that up like crazy. Right? Instead of believing God, because that takes effort. Instead of doing what He says, that takes work. What? i got to give Him my heart? Hmm. Yeah, maybe on Tuesday. Maybe God could have my Tuesday heart. You know, I, I kind of need, I need my Sunday heart for football, Monday heart for football. Means you got Monday night football, you got Sunday football. You know, maybe Tuesdays and Wednesdays he could have my heart then. No, he wants all of it. Seven days, 24 hours, he wants it all. Amen? He wants us to become all things to all men at all times and in every way. And then Paul goes on, he says, don't you know that in a race all runners run? What's he saying? It's going to take effort. It's going to take effort to become all things to all men. All the runners are going to run, every one of them. You know, like for me, if I trained to run, I would not train to win. Why? Because I don't like to run. But see, that's, that's training. You know, so many people, what we're doing is not training to win, we're training to finish. But we want a participant trophy. <laughs> we talked about this last time. Uh, we, we just want people to know we were there. No, we couldn't possibly win, but we were there. Right? I don't believe in participant. You know what? If your best isn't good enough, go train more and get better so that your best can be better. You know, people say, well, I tried my best. That's good, but it wasn't good. You know what? If you tried your best and didn't win, then you need to go back to the Word of God, get more best. Right, grab hold of some more best because we're designed to win. Paul didn't. Paul didn't say I finished the race. He said I fought the good fight and I finished the race. What's he saying? Good fights aren't. You ever seen somebody lose and say I fought the good fight? No, they didn't fight a good fight. They lost. The good fight's the one you win. Amen. He fought the good fight. He finished his course, finished the race, 
And, but see, when we're training in, in Christianity, we need, to, we need to be hooked with one another, first of all. You know what? You know, the, you know, when, when I was uh, way younger, I lift, lifted weights, and I was about to go play football in college for one year because that's all I could make it through college. Yeah, well, I had to marry her. <laughs> yeah. You can see why. College was out. She was in. <laughs> Besides that, college did take effort. <laughs> But, but I was about to go to college, and I was trying to get to a specific weight in, 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 on the bench press. And so I'm, I'm, I'm at this little bitty dirty gym, nasty gym, and I get under, under this weight, and they see all the weight on there. And all these guys that I don't even know come over and say, you can do it. Piece of cake for you. And, and that's what we ought to be doing for one another. You, you can do it. You're going to win this. You're going to get there. Because that's how you, that's how you run to win. you got somebody encouraging you all the way along. Amen? And you know what? That was the lightest rep I ever did. Why? Because, man, I could have lifted more that day. But I was training to win. And they wanted me to win. Too many people in the Christian service say, well, maybe they'll win. You ought to be encouraging people. When they say they're going to do something, don't don't say, hmm, wonder if that's God. But (laughs) you know what? If it's not God, pray for mercy for them, but at least believe they'll win. Hook with somebody. Glory to God. It's not your job to prophesy over every person. The fact is, that's not even okay here. (laughs) Whoa. (sighs) You know if you're disobedient here, you're most certainly disobedient out there. Okay. Just, just, just Just so that's out there. Don't you know that everyone that runs... That everyone that's in the race, uh, well, now where am I? Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. What's he saying? He's saying you run like you're going to win every time you run. And you train the same way. You tra- you must train the way. I had a coach, and he said, you'll play like you practice. Right? You guys have heard that. Everybody had a coach in here? That's one of their famous sayings. You'll, you'll play like you practice. And you know what? They were right. I practiced really horrible. I hated practice. Loved the game. Loved the games. Hated practice. But I never did excel to the level I could have because I remained mediocre. And mediocre could start anywhere. Wasn't that great? I could be mediocre. I could make C's and get through high school. I could be mediocre and play on the first string on the football team. But I never excelled in anything until I got a hold of God. Thank you, Lord. And until until and then I thought I was pretty excellent, and then I came to got hooked up with the Moors and found out I was so far from excellent <laughs> that I had I couldn't even hook my pinky on the E. <laughs> and and I said, I wonder why they do it this way. I wonder why they do it that way. You know why I wondered? Because I was mediocre. Mediocre people wonder why it can't be easier. I was mediocre. And God says, do it this way. And he's not just saying do it this way because he wants to see if you'll do it. It has purpose. People say, I don't think God does that anymore. God ain't changed. If he used to like something, he still likes it. Right? I've always liked tacos and I still like tacos. God always liked faith and he still likes faith. 
Amen? He ain't changing. There's nothing new. It's all here. You may learn more. Nothing new here. <laughs> okay, verse 25. Everyone that competes gets a participation trophy. No. <laughs> participation trophies are junk, man. You know, I, I know we're not supposed to use Nike commercials, but, you know, second place is first loser. If, if there's no winner, there was no game. I remember the first time we went to a basketball game, and they said, well, they're not keeping score. I'm like, well, then why come? <laughs> what do you mean they're not keeping score? She's four years old. Hey, you keep score. Somebody's going to win. You know who wins with us? Us. The score has been kept. It's God won the Satan zero forever. This participation stuff, we're not, I'm not going to train to participate. I won't do it. That was one of my things. I, I was just doing it so I could be a participant. And, and if somebody else won, I could be behind them and I got some credit for winning when I really didn't do much because I was mediocre at best. Amen? But when, when we truly desire to win, and he's talking about spiritual training here, he says everyone that competes goes into strict training. What's he saying? They train hard. What are they training to do? They're training to win. They're not training to lose. They're not training to finish. People who train to finish don't train very hard. You can walk a marathon and it will take no training because if I ever get in a marathon, I'm going to walk it. <laughs> but <laughs> the crown you win for a marathon means nothing. It's kind of like having that big expensive plane. If you don't use it for God, it means nothing. But when you use it for God, every dollar that's spent on it is valuable. Every dollar represents something that God's doing for somebody in somebody's life. Amen? So they do it to get a crown that won't last. What are they saying? They do it for, un they do it for uneternal things. We do it for eternal things. Our, everything we do, every time you step up another step, you're stepping up another step into excellence in God, excellence in Christ, to, to, to get rid of the mediocre flesh and raise yourself to another level to do more than you've ever done before for Christ. Amen? And, and, and to put your flesh under and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, to give Him your desires, your decisions, your thoughts, and your actions. That's all He wants. And when he has those things, you now have become a, an eternal tool for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul's talking about. He said, I, he said I've become an eternal tool for Jesus Christ. I have no other life but, what, but the life I have in him. What did he say? I've been crucified with Christ, but I live. People who truly give themselves to God, just like we have, and are going to give more and more. Amen? Do I have anybody in here that's going to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul? With all, are you, is He going to be the Lord of your mind, the Lord of your strength, the Lord of your decisions, the Lord of your desires? This is the God that leads us into places we don't think we can go, doing the impossible every day. Hey, 
moving mountains, reaching unattainable goals. That's that's where He's taking us. Anything you think you can't do, you can in Christ. Every time He says, do this, and you say, I can't do that, Lord. No, you're wrong. I, that's one of, that's what, that was one of the weirdest things to me when I came here. The, more, the first thing they did is start telling me to do things I can't do. I mean, they said, Dave, we need you to go at the hospital. I'm like, oh, I've never done that. Could lie, because I don't like hospitals. <laughs> what? My flesh doesn't like hospitals. Right? Why? Because I was afraid of dying, obviously. <laughs> not afraid of dying anymore. I can walk right in hospitals. Actually, they know me now. I say, hey. <laughs> Doctors by name. Hey, guys, good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. We've had a lot of healed people. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But then they asked me to do that. Then they would ask me to do another thing. Every time they asked me to do something, what? you don't have to press for something that you can already do. Everything you can already do has now become mediocre. Why? Because you can already do it. If, if you only stick with what you can already do, you'll never be great. But if you go beyond what you can do every day, and, and now every day, every week, I, I, you know, sometimes my phone goes off and I'm like, oh, it's Mrs. Moore. What am, what am I going to have to do that I can't do today? <laughs> what am I going to have to do that I don't want to do, that I can't do, that I'm totally against, and I don't want to use my strength on? And then I say, oh, wait, I'm a servant of the Most High God. He has my heart. And then sometimes it takes five or ten minutes. Because sometimes I'll answer back, okay. And she said, something wrong? Because <laughs> she knows okay ain't a good answer. Because you can see heart in an okay. You know, if somebody just sends you a K, just delete that completely. If you don't have time to send me an O and a K, don't answer me. Huh? K. K. You want to do this? K. <laughs> I want the full O. <laughs> but they're stretching me. They're stretching me all the time. I remember when they said, uh, we're going to do the church in Florida. And I said, well, I'm glad I won't have to go. Oh, I was only there for five years. Why? Because I didn't want to go. Couldn't do it. Right? I can't draw a church. Guess I can. I can't draw a children's area. Guess I can. Huh. I've now drawn two churches, a word production center, and a children's area. I'm almost like a real full-blown architect that doesn't know what he's doing. I can't be away from home that long. Guess I can. What's Kim going to do? She's going to love me. She's going to stay hooked with me because she loves the Lord, her God, with all her heart, with all her soul, with all her mind. We're going to accomplish the things, and it's going to take effort, and I'm going to have to run my race. And even if I, we don't like to run, I'm still going to have to run. I'm going to have to train. And, and now what I've learned so that before I get those texts, I try to train myself <laughs> so that when I get those texts, you've got to look at one more verse just because it's funny. Jeremiah 12.5. When I read this, I thought, this describes me. Jeremiah 12.5. I think it's the NIV. 12.5. Yeah. If you've raced, 
with men on foot and they've worn you out, how can you compete with horses? <laughs> if you stumble in the safe country, how are you going to manage in the forest? That's why God's saying train. You know, he'd come to me and say, if you can't run a mile on flat ground, how do you expect to get up that hill? As a Christian, he said, if you won't stretch yourself just this little bit, how are you going to stretch yourself when I need you to do something big? God's not small and His vision's not small. If we're going to get in it and be involved, we're going to have to step up, get rid of some Dave and get hold of some God and, and do it. Amen? Amen. If, you, if, you, if you've raced with men and they've worn you out, how are you going to compete with horses? If you stumble on the flat ground, how are you going to, how are you going to go in the rough roads? What's he saying? i got a way. You trust me. You train to win. Right? If you train on flat ground all, all day long and then you go to run cross country, you're going to be in trouble. Right? But if we train to win, if we train like we're going to win, the way you train to win is you train to be all things to all men at all times. In other words, I'm trained to go in the city. I'm trained to go in the country. I can go in the air. I can go down low. I can go up high. I can go wherever you need me to be. Oh, no, oh, inner city kids? No, can't go there. Yeah, you can. You can go to bikers, can't you? You can go wherever you need to go to win them to Christ because he's got your heart. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Whew. I like the message. You know, because for somebody that's been mediocre for most of their life, you know, and I know I'm good looking, but that's a given. But other than that, mediocre heart, mediocre actions, mediocre words. You know what? I was so vague, I wouldn't tell anybody anything. Why? Because if you tell them something, you got to do it. So I always added vague in there. You know, if people said, will you do me a favor? I said, I could, maybe would, might, should. <laughs> Why? Because if they asked me something I didn't want to do, I didn't want to have to do it. Mediocre. That doesn't mean tell everybody you'll do them a favor when they ask it, by the way. Say, ask me. <laughs> Glory to God. It's a good message. God, God's bringing us up to new places, to, and, and, which means that we've trained well. Glory to God. We, we must have trained well or we would not be able to handle what God's giving to us right now through Brother Moore, through Mrs. Moore, taking us to places, getting ready for more ministry. You know that. Because the other thing the Moors never do is sit still. Yeah. No, there's going to be more going on. Why? Because God's got their heart. Amen? Glory to God. You guys got a song? I love you, Lord, with all my heart, with all my soul.